Well, yeah, I mean, Monk's regular season average is 85% from the line, but then he was trending downward in the last 10 games. He was only shooting 77%. So when you put it that way, it's like, okay, maybe uh, going six for 10 was plausible, uh, but it's still upsetting. And, and But then again, you know, without him, they wouldn't have been in that position. Yeah, I'm not really worried um, about Keegan. Um, I do try to give him grace because it's literally his second year and he's just gotten progressively better as well. Um, But yeah, I think he would be part of that big four. I will say I would like to see Domas in crunch time be a little more selfish. Yeah, I would like to see him also shoot maybe like two threes a game, two to three threes a game. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. Along with my co-pilots, Liz and Naima. What's going on? What's up, up, y'all? We are recording in the studio uh, one day after the Kings lose in overtime to the Bucks, 143-142, unfortunately. But uh, we'll recap like we usually do. So here we go. First quarter, Fox and Domas go to their two-man game for an easy layup for Domas. HB and Domas hit threes. Fox scores 12 straight points. Monk hits a three. Kings up 37-32 at the end of the quarter. Second quarter, Trey Lyles and Kevin Herter hit threes. HB hits a nice baseline turnaround, Jay. Keegan blocks Dame. Monk gets a floater to go over Brooke Lopez. And at one point, Monk tried to dunk over uh, Brooke Lopez, which was actually a theme of the game. Uh, but the Bucks were ahead to 68-66 to end the half. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought the first the first half, I thought uh, the first quarter especially, I felt like we were being aggressive really early. Um, I noticed our offense kind of had a different flow to it. Uh, I felt like they kind of talked about it during the pregame with, uh, you know, Kyle, Katie, um, you know, even Matt Barnes on the, you know, pregame show. Basically, they need to get downhill, you know, because the Bucks defense, like perimeter wise, isn't great anymore with losing Drew Holiday. Um, so get downhill and then you can go out to those spray threes and things like that. So I kind of thought they were executing that um, pretty well the first half and getting some really good open shots. I thought Kevin Herter looked really good um, that first half. Uh, Fox obviously looked really good. I thought Domas kind of got off to a small start, but he was still contributing in other ways. Um, he almost had a triple double in the first half. Uh, you know, so that was nice to see. But um, Harrison Barnes had a good couple shots. I like Trey Lyle's minutes. Um, Alex Lynn definitely it was an interesting lineup. They put Alex Lynn and Sabonis out there at one point. I thought that was definitely really interesting. Um, I do like what Alex Lynn brings on the defensive end, even though he kind of drew like I believe it was like three quick fouls. Uh, but yeah, definitely a, a great first half. Um, you know, I thought they came out with a lot more energy, and I was happy to see that only down by two and a half. Absolutely. I think it was probably out of the top teams uh, the Kings played. I think it was the best first half we played against um, top teams and everything. I really like what I saw from everybody. Um, and I like you mentioned, Liz, like that was such an interesting lineup when they put Alex Len in there, like having two bigs on the floor like that. But I like Len, he does a really like good job on the defensive end. And I think that from here on, Fourth, I hope that he plays more minutes because 
I was looking at some stats and it looked like we had a better defensive rating. Of course, it's like a small sample size with Len on the floor as well. So it, it was good to see that from our bench. Um, can't really complain. We were only down two points at the half. Um, I felt like free throws were a bit, you know, favoring the Bucks. When does it ever really favor the Kings? But um, other than that, I think the offense was just flowing really well and there was nothing um, too bad to say for that first half. No, I, I love how they responded in the first half, especially mm-hmm. that first quarter, um, which they won. I mean, considering how they put it in the last game uh, versus the Sixers, it was just nice to see them look like themselves again. So I was really happy about that. Um, and then overall, and I know we're not there yet, but I still feel good about this game just because they look like the team that we all know they can be. Um, so third quarter, Herter hits a three. Keegan goes out due to right hip irritation. Sasha comes in. He hits two cutting layups. Also, he deters a Giannis driving layup. Monk hits a three. Bucks up four, 95-91. Fourth quarter, Mike Brown goes crazy on a ref and gets ejected, uh, which we all saw go viral with this post-game uh, presser with nine minutes to go. Uh, and I'm wondering to myself, is this going to be like the Raptors game last year? Enter Coach Jordy Fernandez. Um, I was hoping that would be the case. Herter hits two threes. However, Bucks go up by nine. Campaign hits two threes back-to-back. Kings down five with two minutes to go. Fox hits a floater. Fox hits a floater. Kings down three. Monk gets fouled on a drive and hits two free throws. Kings tie it up, and we go to overtime. And I loved how the Kings scored three straight buckets. I was feeling good. Uh, Fox got a steal on Dame and made a layup. And then Dame hits a three. And Kings were up three with about two minutes to go. Uh mystery foul above the three-point line when uh, Kevin Herter fouled Dame. So he got three free throws. Of course, he's going to hit those. Bucks then take the lead, 137-136. Herter, uh, who seems like he got a stroke back, hits a three. Kings were still up two. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Malik Monk misses two free throws. Um, and then the Kings were up two. And then we all know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Dame time happens. And the Kings lose 143-142. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Um, I mean, with how well they played, uh, especially, you know, being down at 12 at one point in the fourth quarter, um, you know, kind of rallying behind, you know, Mike Brown getting ejected. Um, The refs were absolutely atrocious. Uh, We have to hit our free throws. I mean, that's what it basically came down to. But you can't tell me. I mean, the the overturned call on the Brooke Lopez foul on Malik Monk, I, I don't understand because Sabonis does that same exact thing all the time where he has his forearm resting and then he has one hand up and he get, that's a call every time. But for some reason, all of a sudden, that's not a foul. I mean, I don't know how that it came about, like where the discussion was, but that's a foul every time. You ha- You have to be vertical. One, he was not vertical. His hand was literally like on his shoulder. That's contact right there. So, I mean, that was just atrocious. So I think it benefited the team for Mike Brown to get ejected and do what he did. It kind of lit a fire under their butts and, you know, kind of was the same situation that they had in Toronto last year. Um, But unfortunately, you know, they ended up losing the game last night. But I love the fight. I love seeing Kevin Herter get going again. I mean, he was kind of doing it from all over, uh, hitting some, you know, 
buckets around, you know, the bucket and then hitting the threes. Uh, Malik Monk just continues to do what he does off the bench. I mean, it's just such a spark. Uh, Trey Lyles obviously, you know, provided really great minutes with Keegan being out. Um, and I like to, I mean, I, I, this has kind of been talked about on, you know, the timeline a little bit after the game, but I do like how they kind of stuck to like an eight man rotation. It was a, a very tight knit, um, you know, 10 man rotation. I mean, we didn't see, you know, I, I do love Keon Ellis, but we didn't see any Keon Ellis or we didn't see any Davion Mitchell. Um, you know, they kind of stuck to a shorter rotation. So I do kind of like that for that type of game. Um, and then we saw the, obviously the Alex Lynn, it's a bonus lineup as well, but yeah, just a heartbreaking loss, but it is Dame. He's going to do those things. Unfortunately, um, I kind of knew it from the minute when he got that ball going downhill, uh, that he was going to hit that as soon as it went up in the air, I, I knew it was good. Um, but Hey, that's a loss I'll live with anytime. Cause if you're fighting like that to the end and, you know, not getting blown out and the game's basically being decided, you know, after halftime, um, I'll take a loss like that, but yeah, just a heartbreaker to lose that way. But it looked like the old Kings team from last year, just the fight, um, the defense that they were playing, um, just the effort all around. So I'm I'm actually satisfied with that kind of, kind of loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not much else to say. Liz said it perfectly. Uh, it's hard to say it's a like loss that you're not, you don't hate and you can live with uh, when it was literally a buzzer beater <laughs> on a three-point shot by Dame. But I just really like how we, you know, when I think the Kings were down by like 12 points when uh, Brown, Mike Brown got ejected, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was around that point. I don't know what, at what minute mark he exactly got ejected, but I know we were down by like double digits. And then after he got ejected, like it was, it did a lit a fire up their butts and it actually made them like, you know, tie the game, you know, got the game way closer and everything. Cause at that point I'm like, mm, we're probably going to lose this game by double digits and they're, the bucks are going to go on a bigger run, but no, they actually, you know, Kevin Herter started hitting some, some shots. Malik did as well. De'Aaron started to um, play well in the fourth, uh, which was nice to see and everything. Um, but in the end uh, it was a loss and everything, but I did like, uh, I did like how uh, they competed. And I love to see that, um, that, like you said, it looked like the Kings uh, team from last year that showed like a different type of effort and everything. So not upset with the loss. Hopefully tomorrow they can uh, go out there and win against the Suns. We have beat them already twice. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how they respond after, after a, you know, a tough one to swallow. So full disclosure, I've been really hard on Kevin Herter. Um, I really have. And so it was just nice to see him mm-hmm. get a double in this game so even if he didn't hit six threes you know he got 10 rebounds uh and he did so many other things i think the main thing about him is that the way he passes uh his processing when he's doing short roll passes um he's really quick at at making those decisions which i love and then it was just so nice to see clutch variant red velvet uh come out of the woodwork and hit those key shots for us. Uh, they were huge because I feel like, you know, I do believe in the basketball gods. You only have a certain amount of big time shots you can make in a game. Uh, sometimes you're on a heater. Sometimes it's almost unlimited, but there are only so much that Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox could do uh, in crunch time. So it was nice to see someone else um, fill those blank spots for us late in the game. Give me a triple-double from Domas anytime. And it's just baffling to me that 
he has this performance against the combination of Giannis and Brooke Lopez, but then he kind of, in a way, fell flat against Paul Reed and Mo Bamba. I think nine times out of ten, uh, people will tell you that Brooke Lopez and Giannis are definitely the better duo, the more formidable duo to go up against. But yeah, I, I think it just happens when you're on the road. Maybe they were a little more tired in Philadelphia uh, than they were in Milwaukee. Um, who knows? Maybe it was like the flight schedule where they didn't get as much rest. But yeah, I thought that was strange. But yeah, I love how our stars looked just as much the part as Milwaukee stars did. Um, De'Aaron had 32 points, uh, very inefficient, just like Dame. It just so happened that Milwaukee won. So yeah, I'll take this uh, performance anytime, uh, despite the loss. I do have one criticism, and I know you both are going to agree with me, but free throws, man. That has been just our kryptonite. Like, and it finally, what are we like last in the league in free throw? I believe we are percentage. Yeah. And it finally like bit us in the ass because like we ended up losing because of missed free throws and everything. And like someone I saw on the timelines or someone mentioned it. It was like, yeah, you're gonna complain for these fouls only to miss the free throws. <laughs> which is a funny thing to say because like you're it's it's a foul but it's like are you going to make these free throws in the end so I don't know that's just one area that the Kings and I know they know I know Mike Brown knows I know he's you know tripping on them saying like you know these free throws they're free like this is how you get easy points you, you can't be missing um especially lot um late in the game so that's like the one criticism I have for that for the game well I think too um like I think the more like, I don't know how to say it, like not upsetting, but like kind of just mind blowing is the fact that Malik Monk missed four free throws like in the game as a whole, because he's our best free throw shooter, I believe percentage wise. And I think to start the season, like he was literally on a streak of like, it was like either 28 or 32 free throws made in a row or something. So like, he's very, a very, very good free throw shooter shooter. So like De'Aaron Fox, when he misses, I'm like, oh, okay, but I'm not surprised because, you know, De'Aaron Fox, you know, we know is not the greatest free throw shooter. He's getting better, I think. But Malik Monk missing, I think, those two back-to-back. Well, he missed four, so he missed two sets back-to-back. was just, like, mind-blowing to me. I'm like, this is Malik Monk. Like, what? Like, so I was just, I was bummed to see that happen. Um, but again, like, I, I like the effort. Uh, I think it was nice because I remember Katie saying on the broadcast that, the decisions that they were making um, throughout the game were very, like much quicker. Uh, they weren't, you know, like kind of up in the air and like, you know, undecisive with their, where they were going with the ball. Like they kind of knew where they were going. Uh, you know, they had like the game plan and they, I think executed it very well. Uh, but yeah, in that Philadelphia, you know, game, they were getting caught up in the air too much, throwing it away. I mean, there was just so many silly turnovers in that game. So um, just happy to see them bounce back like that, but obviously it sucks that they lost. Well, yeah, I mean, Monk's regular season average is 85% from the line, but then he was trending downward in the last 10 games. He was only shooting 77%. So when you put it that way, it's like, okay, maybe uh, going 6 for 10 was plausible, uh, but it's still upsetting. And, and But then again, you know, without him, they wouldn't have been in that position. So it's, yeah, I, I understand when fans are upset at him, uh, for missing those two free throws, but 
again, the Kings would not even be there in the first place uh, if it wasn't for his uh, play throughout the game. So it I is. I do. Yeah, not sorry, not to interrupt you, Daily, but uh, I do like his accountability when he like tweeted like, "Hey, that's my fault. Like, I should have made those." Like, it's very refreshing to see from like Kings players like accountability. I feel like that's what we've been missing for for like the Kings, just you know the culture and the organization and everything. Just like accountability has been missing. So whenever I, I know he did that a few times last year as well. So it was just nice to see like a Kings player actually like go like, "Hey." this is on me. I'm, I'm going to do better. Like, um, I don't know. It's just nice to like have someone actually give sack, like what sack fans, what we want, like Kings fans, what we want after <laughs> all these years. So. So moving forward though, when you think about who our big three is and we are going to go with our uh, big three from last year, which would be uh, Domas Fox and monk. I feel like I feel confident going forward, like during the playoffs, they're going to perform well for us. They're going to be our bread and butter. Um, and, and I feel like Keegan, when he's on, he's going to be a major impact. I don't know when he's going to be on or how often in the seven-game series he's going to go off. I, I think in a seven-game series with any matchup, he's going to have a few games where he's he's kind of like not very impactful. That's just how I see it. That's how he's been all season. Uh, one game, you know, he'll go off and he'll have 20 points. And then the next game, uh, he might only have seven. So what do you guys think? What can you expect? Do you think? Yeah, I would say, you know, probably the same. Um, I would think as long as he's contributing in some way and he's not having to basically be benched, um, because he's affecting the team in a negative way. I mean, if he's not scoring a bunch of points, but if he's out there rebounding and then, I mean, if he could play defense um, come playoff time, you know, kind of the way he's been playing defense all season and even better, because I think he can get better throughout the season, definitely, um, then I'm okay with him, you know, not scoring effectively. But then if he can come back and, you know, drop you a 20-piece or whatever, maybe even a 30-piece, then like, hey, that's even, you know, better. So I expect that, and especially out of a year two player, um, you know, you're going to have those highs and lows. Um, it's all part of the journey kind of thing. Uh, and I think even last year, I mean, he kind of had the same in the, you know, that Warrior series, like the first couple games. I mean, he just did not look comfortable out there. It looked like the game was just kind of too fast for him. But then it came to him and he got going, um, you know, the last four games. So, yeah, I definitely think that we'll, um, you know, we'll see that, you know, come playoff time again. Yeah, I'm not really worried um, about Keegan. Um, I do try to give him grace because it's literally his second year in the league and everything. And I do believe um, last year in the playoffs and everything, um, it might been because he's a rookie and he was just nervous uh, for the moment. So he was he wasn't performing as well. So when we go into the playoffs and <clears throat> He's starting. I think he's just going to play much better, especially his defense, like Liz said, is like much, much better than last year. And he's just gotten progressively better as well. Um, but yeah, I think he would be part of that big four. Like the Kings, I don't think are going to go too far. Um, if that if another player um, doesn't step up, we're probably just going to, you know, crash out in the first round. Um, but yeah. Um, if we if we have all everyone simultaneously playing well in harmony and everything, I think we can go far. But it's all like you know, it's all hypothetical. You can't really say 
um, what's going to happen. Um, but you can only hope that everyone shows up and, you know, we play well against whoever our first round opponent is. Hopefully we actually do clinch a playoff spot, not a play in spot. So, yeah, I, I think it really depends on the matchup mm-hmm. as far as how far we go. I, I'm confident that we could get past the first round. Uh, in the best case scenario, mm-hmm. uh, if we're not playing the Pelicans, I, for whatever reason, that would be a tough out um, for the Kings if they played the, in the first round. But, you know, if they got a hold of the Thunder or the Mavs, uh, Suns, you know, teams like that, mm-hmm. I think uh, the Kings will be fine. But, yeah, it, it'll be tough. So are we, Liz, are you confident? What's your feeling? What's your temperature on this team uh, as far as uh, playoffs are concerned? I mean, I definitely, if if we're talking if the roster stays the same, um, I mean, I'm definitely confident uh, that this team, you know, probably could get out of the first round. The second round probably would be a little tough, um, but I definitely think they could get out of the first round. I think if they kind of start tightening up that rotation a little bit, um, you know, kind of figuring out some things. I, I do think they can get out of that first round. Um, but it all, again, you know, is de- going to depend on, you know, if they actually make a trade, um, you know, see what happens. But, I mean, if they don't make a trade, if Kevin Herter can, uh, you know, get his shot going just a little bit um, and kind of be more, you know, Kevin Herter, kind of like he was to start the season last year, um, I mean, that would just do wonders for this team. And, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, I've kind of noticed it's a trend with, you know, when like one person has a bad game, I feel like it kind of goes down. Like Monk has a bad game and then, you know, Fox is already having a bad game. So if you have both of those guys having a bad game, it's going to be really ugly because you can't have your six man of the year type of, you know, candidate coming off the bench having a bad game and your star, Dan De'Aaron Fox, having a bad game as well. So I think it's all just going to gauge on that. But I'm confident that this team, um, you know, especially after the all-star break, you know, getting a rest as well. I think these guys need it. Um, getting that time off to just kind of mentally reset, physically reset, uh, will definitely do them wonders. Because it did last year. I mean, look what they did. You know, after the All Star break and the trade deadline. You know, we only made that small move in. You know, the Walker um, or Kessler Edwards thing, and you know, then we went on the run that we did and made the playoffs for the first time. So I- I'm very confident with this team. I will say I would like to see Domas in crunch time to be a little more selfish. I know he's pass first. Uh, he's a pass first type of center, but I think he's good enough to look for his own shot. Uh, and we should run actions for him. I, I think his mid range is, is fairly reliable now. Uh, call me crazy. And I'm not saying, Oh, he's a go-to person as far as self-creation uh, back to the basket, but facing the basket and, and maybe running something for him where he could just get a few feet of space and then he could just hit a little, you know, his little floater or little hook thing that he does. I'm down with it. It doesn't always have to be Monk and Fox. I, I just think that gets a little predictable. Yeah. I would like to see him also shoot maybe like two threes a game, two to three threes a game. If they're going to leave him that open, um, why not? You know, take a couple. He's probably going to hit one out of the two maybe one out of the three, I'm okay with that. Um, but if they're going to give you that space, you know, I'm totally fine with him taking maybe a couple threes a game as well. So, yeah, he does need to be um, a little more selfish in that crunch time as well. I do agree. And he's going to have to, especially if we get Clint Capella, if that's actually a thing. 
then yeah, um, he's going to have to spread the floor on the offensive end. And Clint Capella is going to be in the middle, right? Like, yeah. it is what it is. I, I mean, he only takes a few attempts a game or one attempt a game, is it? But he's shooting 40%. So let's see how real that is. But all right. Uh, I appreciate your time, y'all. Of course, was- always. Thank you all for listening. Uh, shout out to our subscribers uh, around the world. Um, subscribe, like, rate, review. It helps. Also, we're going to be opening up our, our Discord and having more content there um, sooner than later. So join that, and, and we'll definitely put out the links. Follow us on Twitter as well. Thanks for listening. Good day, good night, and light the beam. Good night, y'all. Good night. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.